0: I'm curious this morning, how many of you like when somebody encourages you? Anybody like to be encouraged by somebody? And those of you that don't, I don't understand you. Um, Encouragement is fun, and, you know, I mean, I... had a couple of churches where I mean I've, encouragement everywhere but I, I, a couple ladies in particular stand out in my memory and uh, they would just it was just so common for them to come up to me at different times and especially after a service and just say well just bless your heart pastor and um, it's was like wow that's just so neat and then about two weeks ago somebody told me about a special that they had seen and heard with the explanation of the phrase, bless your heart. Said it's really a Southern phrase. And that in the South, especially Southern ladies, it has extra meaning. That down there, when somebody says, bless your heart, what they're really saying is you're not too bright. Or when they see somebody struggling. Oh, I don't think he's going to make it. Lord, bless his heart. And now I started rethinking and replaying in my mind all these times when I felt so good as somebody after the service said, Oh, Pastor, bless your heart. I'd like to go back and talk to them. Exactly what did you mean by that? So if this week somebody says to you, or today somebody comes up and pats you on the back or grabs your hand and pats it and says, oh, bless your heart. You might not take that as a compliment. You know, why would you tell that story? Well, you see, what we're looking at this morning is... My prayer for you. In the New Testament, in the book of Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 3, there's a section entitled, My Prayer. And my prayer for you, but I want you to know that this morning, my prayer for you is that God would bless you, including your heart, but not in the way that those ladies evidently meant for me. My prayer is that God would bless you, your heart, mind, and soul. My prayer is that God would speak to you in these next few minutes. In Ephesians chapter 3, beginning at verse 14, and this section contains uh, my life verse for ministry, Ephesians 3.20. But the whole paragraph needs to be understood to really have the impact of that one verse. And I'm reading from the English Standard Version, and it says, For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named. prayer for you. Number one, my prayer for you, and as I prayed leading up to today, is that you would be strengthened by the power of God's Spirit. Verse 16, this passage that I just read, it says that according to the riches of His glory, He may grant you to be strengthened with power through His Spirit In your inner being. My prayer is that you would be strengthened. I don't know anybody that wouldn't like a little more strength. And we're not talking about being able to pump a little more iron. What we're talking about is to be strengthened in your life. Strengthened in your faith. Strengthened in your resolve. Strengthened in your connection to God. My prayer is that you would be strengthened from the, Inside out, if you will. But not by our own power, not by our own plans. I don't know if any of you have had this happen, but you're scrolling online and click onto something that is of interest to you. And then magically, after that, you start getting all kinds of other ads or stories about something similar to what you just clicked on. They've got this down, this algorithm that once you click on that, they spit some other stuff towards you that's similar, or at least they think it's similar. I'm kind of hoping that happens today. Is that because I've been praying for you to be strengthened in your inner being, that you would click on that in your mind, and that God would just begin flooding your heart and mind. With his spirit. Flooding your heart and mind with words coming back to you. Not just from today, but from other times that people have shared with you. Maybe even if you have memories from scripture, that those things would come flooding back to you. Kind of like clicking on something on the internet and suddenly there it is. I'm praying that that happens in your heart and your mind. Not just today. Today. But throughout this week, that you would be strengthened in your inner being, your soul. Secondly, I'm praying that Christ would dwell in you. Verse 17 says, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. I talked about this word dwell several weeks ago. and. It's a word we don't use a lot nowadays. I mean, we don't, I used to hear when I was growing up, somebody would say, well, that's their dwelling. Nobody uses that anymore, and for fairly good reason, it's a lot easier just to say their house. Uh, I'm not sure why dwelling was the phrase, except that the word dwell means to take up residence. It is not just visiting, it is living there. But notice what that verse said in verse 17 of Ephesians 3. It said, so that Christ may dwell in your heart. That Christ may dwell in you. What it's really asking for and what that prayer really is, is that Christ would be the owner, not the renter. You see, a renter lives there, But it's not really their dwelling. They don't hold title to the place. They signed a lease, but all leases have an end. My prayer is that you would give God title to your life. Not just let him rent space from you. Not just let him visit for a while. So let me even ask this question. Who holds title to your life? Is it in your name or God's name? Is it in your name or some habit that has overtaken you? Is it in your name or someone else's name that you've allowed to just kind of take over for you? They shouldn't. Is it in your name or is it in that anger you can't seem to let go of? It's better. And my prayer is that you would give God through His Son Jesus Christ title to your heart and your life so that He would not just show up but it would be His dwelling. Not just his address, but it's his place. You see, a renter has to get permission to make changes to the residence. At least they're supposed to. Any of you landlords know that's not always the case. (laughs) So if you haven't given title to God, he can't really make the changes in you he needs to make. Because you haven't given him permission. But if you give him title, he no longer needs permission because it's his place. And he can begin to work in your heart, your mind, your life, in whatever way is needed. Now, I understand that's kind of scary. But what if he makes a change I don't like? Well, let me just reassure you, he will guaranteed (laughs) because when we're left on our own we're not always doing all the right stuff my prayer is that you'd be strengthened in your inner being that christ would dwell in you to be the owner the title holder of your life my prayer is also that you would know the love of christ to know the love of jesus Verses 18 and 19 are such awesome words. Praying that you may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth, length, height, and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God, to know something that's unknowable. Well, that's a contradiction, except that it isn't with God. (laughs) That That we we can can know know him, and if we we know know Him, him, then we know it. Prayer that you would know the love of Christ. One of the greatest worship songs ever written is Jesus loves me, this I know. Because if you know, believe, trust In the love of Jesus for you, your life will never be the same. It's actually simple. Oh, it's beyond knowledge because how can he love all of us? It's beyond knowledge because his love is unconditional. And yet we can know him. See, my prayer is that you would know the love of Christ, that you would know how big it is. The Christ love is so large it can take us all in. When um, Jody and I got married, you know, we made pledges to each other. Um, we didn't know what we were doing, but we, we did that. Oh, come on, how many of you really understood it when you said it? Then you start living it and it becomes real. But there were pledges of love, and it was meant. And I thought, well, I can't love any more than this. And then we had our first child. You go, well, man, I love him too. But I didn't have to take any love away from her. God is able to expand that. And then we had another and then another. And now we have grandkids. Oh, sh- But you see, every time that I loved anew, it did not take anything away from who I already loved. And God's love is even bigger than that. Because it's for all of us. So my prayer is that you would get an understanding and know how big God's love is, but also to know how deep it is. Tony asked you when we started the service, you know, is the joy down deep? I think for some of you, it's so deep it's been buried and you forgot it's there. But God's love does go deep, down to our core. But it doesn't stay buried. It's active. It's living. It's moving among us to know how deep it goes. That God's love goes to our very soul. God's love goes to the stuff you know that nobody else knows about you. We all got that stuff, don't we? And his love goes there. But then you have to understand maybe the most amazing part of Christ's love is how available it is. See, my prayer is that you would understand, know, and accept how big and deep but also how available it is. Because God's love through Christ is available to you. And to you. And to you. And to however many more you's I point at. Because his love is available to everyone. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world. I've studied that word. The word world means World word world means everybody in the world and he loved you so much that he gave his only son for you not because you deserved it i sure didn't but because he loves you that much that's how big and deep it is and also how available it is while on the cross he talked to two other guys up there with him one on each side and let them know his love, and one accepted, the other didn't. My prayer is that you would know this love. My prayer also is that you would be filled with the fullness of God. I just read that in verse 19. What what an odd phrase, though, to be filled with fullness. But what an image To be filled with fullness, but not just the fullness of anything, but the fullness of God. The fullness of his love, the fullness of his spirit, his Holy Spirit. To be filled to the full with the fullness of God. The Apostle Paul got, got carried away with the word full there. And he still didn't give it enough because that's how awesome it is that you would be filled with the fullness of God to have him so fill you, to have him so entrenched in your life, holding title, that anything and everything about you has God and his love in it. No matter where you are or what you're doing, Not just when you show up here or when you tune in online. But when you go to work. No matter where you work. When you're at home, when you're at school. When you're driving through Chicago. That'll test your faith. To be filled With the fullness of God. But you see, I'm also praying, and I love this I'm praying that you would be amazed. When was the last time you were amazed? I'm praying that you would be amazed. And I love this image, verses 20 and 21. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think according to the power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever. That's amazing. I'm praying that you would be amazed. Interesting word, amazed. I think sometimes people mistake the word surprised for the word amazed, and they're nothing alike. To be amazed is to be in awe, jaw dropping. Like, oh my. To be surprised is, no way did I think that could happen. Surprised. <laughs> is when there's a parking spot right near the door. I mean, surprised is when you try something you've never tried before and it works. Amazed is when you know you can't. But he can and he does. That's amazed. That's why we sing about amazing grace. See, I'm praying that you would be amazed. Amazed that God is willing and able to do more than we can even imagine. See, I'm not surprised by God, but I'm amazed by Him all the time. I'm not surprised because He's done it before, but I am amazed because I know me and I know some of you. And I watch what He does and how He works, and I go, that is amazing. See, if you would have seen me grow up, you'd be amazed that I'm standing here. Nobody's more amazed than I am. I shared with you recently, I got to go back and preach at the church where my dad had been the pastor when I came to know Christ in high school. In fact, it was before my dad died and they had some special homecoming type thing and I got to preach and my dad got to preach. It was a cool day. But before I preached, when they introduced me to remind people, you know, I've been there and stuff, they asked this question. Said, those of you who were here, when Denny was here as a teenager, how many of you ever thought he'd be back to preach? Raise your hand. Not one stinking hand went up. Including mine. Because it's amazing. My prayers that you would be amazed. Amazed by his love. Amazed by his forgiveness. Because he's already given you forgiveness. Amazed by his grace. That's why it's so worth singing about. And amazed by the hope that we have in Christ. I've been saying this a little bit recently. And it's going to become... <laughs> more well-known, that I want us to be a place and a people where we can easily and honestly say, love, hope, and forgiveness is offered here because of God's amazing grace, not by our strategy, not because of our pastor, oh my, that's a liability, but because of him. His love, His forgiveness, His mercy. That's my prayer, is that you would be amazed by all of that. And lastly, my prayer is for you to be transformed. There are a movie series called The Transformers, right? And there was all kinds of stuff. Um, and a town where we pastored in a little town in Michigan. Part of the scene of, uh, I forget which one of the series it was, was actually filmed just a few miles from us. It was mainly because it was in the middle of nowhere. (laughs) So it didn't take much to block the highway. But that created all kinds of attention and stuff toward the movie and the Transformers is something looks like one thing and then it is something else. See, my prayer is that that would happen to you, that you would be transformed. By the love, grace, mercy, and forgiveness of Christ. That you would be changed from the inside out. We keep trying to change ourselves from the outside in. That's one reason we don't change. Clothes don't make the man. They just bankrupt him. But the change on the inside is when real change happens Even on the outside. Change from the inside out. But you see transformation requires change. Change in our heart, mind and soul. And if that happens there's got to be change in my behavior. In my attitude. In my motivation. See my prayer is that you would be transformed. My prayer is. Is that you would be amazed, that you would be filled with the fullness of God, that you would know the love of Christ, that Christ would hold title and dwell in you, and that you would be strengthened, not by your power, but His. That's my prayer for you. The theme today was this time to get back to church, and part of that is because the theme this whole year has been it's time to do a lot of stuff. So let me just ask you, What is it time for you to do today? I don't mean, you know, what time the game starts. I don't mean what time you need to get to the appointment this afternoon. I mean, what is it time for you to do in your heart and mind? Have you known and accepted his love? Have you embraced his amazing grace? Have you allowed him to fill you with him? Have you signed the title of your life over to him? That's my prayer for you. So the real big question is, what will you choose to do today? Most of us plan to change tomorrow. The problem is, tech, technically, tomorrow never comes. Because when tomorrow gets here, it's no longer tomorrow, it's today. And I said I would change tomorrow. So, what will you choose today? You can make the choice to follow Christ, you can make the choice. To recommit, you can make the choice to make changes or give him permission to make those changes in you. You can choose to give him the title. Fearful, I understand. But that's when the really amazing stuff happens. What will you choose to do today? Before I pray, if you would bow your heads and close your eyes. Without looking around and worrying about anybody else right now. I just wonder. Some of you this morning would say, yeah, I'm choosing Jesus. I don't know what all that means, but this is my choice today. I'm making that choice. I want to know his love. I want to know his grace. I want to be amazed. I want to be transformed, whatever it is. If this is the moment where you say, okay, I'm choosing that for me today, would you just raise your hand right where you are? Thank you. Just hold it there for a moment. God bless you. Man, you can put your hands down. Now, here's the really awesome part. God already saw and knows I won't remember each hand that went up, but he does. And his amazing grace is already coming for you and to you. The question now is, what will we choose to do as we leave? My prayer for you is not just these things that I mentioned, but that as you go from here today, you live in that choice you just made. Father, thank you for the choices you made for us to give your life for us. Lord, thank you for the choices you've made so that we could have life and have it to the full, that we could know your love and how big and available it is, that we could be amazed because of what you do in us and through us. So, Lord, I'm praying for the transformation. Continue to work in my heart. Be with these who made those choices this morning. Follow them. Speak to them. And, Lord, even as we share in just a few minutes together, may you bless our time of fellowship as we get to know one another. And, Lord, as we lift one another in prayer, May each one that's here or listening and watching online know, I'm still praying these things for them. And more importantly, so is God. Guide us as we gather to share. Guide us as we go to our homes, our schools, and our places of business. Guide us as we live this out where you've placed us. In Jesus' name, I pray these things. Amen.